And this is such a really beautiful one. I think it's days of innocence. Who are you, little I, five or six years old, peering from some high window at the gold of November sunset, and feeling that if day has to become night, this is a beautiful way. And as I'm reading this, the neighbourhood cat, Brother G, Brother Ginger, really big ginger cat, who comes to visit everyone's house, he's sitting in my front room in the shadow of a plant that's moving in the wind. And you might be able to hear his bell. He's got a bell around his neck. Brother G, he likes poetry. This is a new episode of the Grace and Joy podcast and I haven't done one for a little while so I thought I would just do some reading of poetry that I love and it's a few from E.E. Cummings about spring and April and it's a gorgeous day here in Cornwall. I'm watching the wood pigeons on the bird table and it's a bit breezy. I'm just going to walk outside pigeons well cool oh you can hear the traffic hello and brother G the cat no you can't come in um so just I have a bit of a cold at the moment a bit of a head cold sneezing lots sore throat I've done a covid test but it's not that and one of the best things is reading poetry. Um, for me, I've done another podcast about the comfort of poetry, and I really felt like just spending five minutes doing this now. And Brother G is a captive audience, although he is heading towards the kitchen because I think really he just wants to polish off Charlie and Silver's food if there's any left in the bowl, but I've closed the door so he can't go in there. Now, Brother G, sit down, sit down and listen to these beautiful poems. Spring is like a perhaps hand which comes carefully out of nowhere, arranging a window into which people look while people stare, arranging and changing, placing carefully there a strange thing and a known thing here, and changing everything carefully. Spring is like a perhaps hand in a window, carefully to and fro, moving new and old things, while people stare carefully, moving a perhaps fraction of flower here, placing an inch of air there, and without breaking anything. And here's another really famous one. In just spring... When the world is mud-luscious, the little lame balloon man whistles far and wee, 
and Eddie and Bill come running from marbles and piracies, and it's spring when the world is puddle wonderful. The queer old balloon man whistles far, and we and Betty and Isabel come dancing from hopscotch and jump rope, and it's spring, and the goat-footed balloon man whistles far, and we. In spring comes. No one asks his name. A mender of things with eager fingers, with patient eyes, renewing, remaking what otherwise we should have thrown away. And whose brook, bright flower, soft bird, quick voice loves children and sunlight and mountains in April. But if he should smile. Comes, nobody'll know. And Brother G, the cat, was mewing at the beginning of that one. <laughs> Ode to the cat. There was something wrong with the animals. Their tails were too long, and they had unfortunate heads. Then they started coming together, little by little. Fitting together to make a landscape, developing birthmarks, grace, pep, but the cat, only the cat, turned out finished and proud, born in a state of total completion. It sticks to itself and knows exactly what it wants. Men would like to be fish or fowl. Snakes would rather have wings, and dogs are would-be lions. Engineers want to be poets. Flies emulate swallows, and poets try hard to act like flies. But the cat wants nothing more than to be a cat, and every cat is pure cat, from its whiskers to its tail, from sixth sense to squirming rat, from nighttime to its golden eyes. Nothing hangs together quite like a cat. Neither flowers nor the moon have such consistency. It's a thing by itself, like the sun, or a topaz, and the elastic curve of its back, which is both subtle and confident, is like the curve of a sailing ship's prow. The cat's yellow eyes are the only slot for depositing the coins of night. O、oh, little emperor without a realm, conqueror without a homeland, diminutive parlor tiger, nuptial sultan of heavens roofed in erotic tiles, when you pass in rough weather and poise four nimble paws on the ground, sniffing, suspicious of all earthly things, because everything feels filthy to the cat's immaculate paw, you claim. The touch of love in the air, a freelance household beast, arrogant vestige of night, lazy, agile, and strange, a fathomless cat, secret police of human chambers, and badge of vanished velvet. Surely there is nothing enigmatic in your manner. Maybe you aren't a mystery after all. You're known to everyone. You belong to the least mysterious tenant. Everyone may believe it, believe their master, owner, uncle, or companion to a cat. Some cat's colleague, discipline, disciple, or friend. But not me. I'm not a believer. 
I don't know a thing about cats. I know everything else, including life and its archipelago, seas and unpredictable cities, plant life, the pastille and its scandals, the pluses and minuses of math. I know the earth's volcanic protrusions and the crocodile's unreal hide, the fireman's unseen kindness and the priest's blue atavism. But cats, I can't figure out. My mind slides on their indifference. Their eyes hold ciphers of gold. 